This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a beautiful day today. Hey, I was thinking more about magical items and spells, especially spells. And what are the after effects of spells? Should you have after effects of spells? I seem to remember in the Flash TV series, the first one, that... When the Flash got his powers, it sped up his metabolism to an insane degree. So usually when he expended his powers, I don't know if he was expended his powers all the time, but usually he expended his powers, he had to eat a lot to make up for that. I think that would be great for spells, don't you? I mean, can you imagine... Like after, say, Tensor's transformation where Mage turns into basically the Hulk. And then afterwards, he has to go lie down for like a long long rest. There I go, 5th edition again. For quite a while to recover for something like that. Now, that may be in the spell description. I'm not sure. But I think more spells should do that. You should have after effects. I think you should have after effects for a lot of these spells. I mean, nothing nothing really detrimental where you have to pause before you, I mean, you, before you, you know, have to have a rest before you do it. But, you know, they could, you know, you could throw a, a spell on somebody and then after the spell's duration is over, they have some kind of like minus to hit or minus to con or minus to save or something like that for X amount of turns. I can see that. Because it takes a while for them to recover. I mean, heck, haste back, you know, in 1E days and and earlier. And it may still, I I don't know, I haven't looked at the 5E book. But haste would age you 10 years. That's why you always gave, you know, that's why you always get the uh, boots of haste or cast it on an elf. Because they, they're immortal, they're pretty much immortal. I mean, you could do it on a dwarf, but they do have a, a limited lifespan, and they're long-lived too. But, you know, you put it on the elf, you give the, the elf the boots because they can handle the 10-year drain. Because it drains, like, what, a year to 10 years off your life just using it? 
So that's a good that's a good detrimental effect. It keeps you know it keeps players from abusing it too. I mean, I had one magic item in my game long ago where they have this had this girdle look like a girdle of giant strength or ogre strength or something like that. And every time they put it on, you have to roll to see if it gave them pluses or it was minuses to whatever they were doing. You know, it would either it would either enhance their strength or sap, sap their strength. Now, I would go a step further in that, where you could you you know, and it's fine. It enhances your strength, but then afterwards, you have to you're at minuses for say five turns to to do anything strength related, even walking sometimes. You know, if it's a big enough spell. You know, it could be it could be devastating for you. It's like the last thing. It's those are the the last ditch spells, if you know what I mean. In case of emergency, use this spell type of thing. You don't want to use it all the time. I mean, in the comics in the Fantastic Four, Johnny Storm had his Nova Blast, but he had to re- he had to, he was out of commission for like a week after he did it because it was like all his superpowers at once in a blast, in a radius. And it would just like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to, this is it for me type of thing. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about for spells. I think more spells should do that. Like I said, not to detriment, not to the, not to the detriment of the, I mean, it's not going to, I don't want it to cause a TPK or anything like that, but there should be some kind of penalty in certain spells. Uh, if there, if there isn't already built into the spell because some have have them built in but i think you get the drift the drift of what i'm talking about here i mean then you've got i mean not only you're planning re, you know you're planning your resources in the party but the party is it it makes them take a different tack tactically if they know that the the spellcaster has this one one or two spells that is just like either this ends the battle or we're screwed. You know what I'm saying? And they can plan, they can plan tactically for that, which is what you want them to do. That's what you want them to do because you want them to think like that. You know, they, you want them to plan their battles out to a certain extent in their head. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who goes into a battle without a plan, but forms a plan during the battle. But, you know, if you've got a tactical, if you've got a tactical person, that says, let's do this, this, this. You, you, your, your big blast there, your, your, your earth shaker blast. We're going to have to say, okay, if, if we get down to like two people, let's say there's a five, five person party, you know, if, if everybody, if everybody gets taken down except two people throw, you know, you, me, you and somebody else throw that thing because that'll end the battle. And it'll knock you out, but you'll be alive, and at least we may be able to save something out of this battle, something out of this party. If I mean, if they're killed or incapacitated in any way. Like I said, it's in case of emergency, break glass, use spell type of thing. Anyway, I've gone on about that enough. So, I'm going to go start my day. If you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Now, you can also have, I also have a one-time donation 
Kofi page. It's at ko-fi slash old man grognar. You can give anything from three bucks all the way up to however generous you want it to be. And I would thank you. And I would like to thank these people for doing the monthly thing. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. Okay. Also, if you want to hear some good podcasts, Dan Gregg's got a good one. The Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognar podcast. Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast. Kevin and the Reb Caps podcast. Big John Allen Large, The Red Dice Diaries. Randy and Joe, Biggest Geekus. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.